Worshiping the Lord, blessing the name of the Lord, praising His Majesty, glorifying His name, appreciating Him for the gift of life, the gift of today, as the doer of all the miracles, all the testimonies that we keep hearing every day. The Lord is the doer of them. So lift up your voice online and in-house and celebrate the goodness of the Lord. Appreciate him. Honor his name. Bless him. Praise his name. For he alone is We give you praise, O Lord. I want you to pray that tonight the Lord will minister to you through the word. That the Lord will minister to you through the word. The Bible says that as he was preaching, the power of the Lord was evident to heal them. Name of Jesus. Father, we give you praise. We give you glory. We declare, O oh Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ that tonight no one will live here the same either online or in-house bless us O lord and let your blessing manifest over our lives let there be a new dimension of visitation lord please have mercy on us have mercy on us we ask for mercy lord we ask for cleansing and purification remission of sins O lord that your word will have an impact in our lives our conscience, our bodies, our spirits, our soul be sanctified by the blood of Jesus and that the word will have an impact upon us. We give you praise and glory. Please, Lord, bless your word and sanctify your word in our spirits and in our soul. Let your word be a blessing to each and every one. We arrest every spirit contrary to your word, the spirit of doubt, disbelief, familiarity, the spirit of laziness, tiredness, sleep in the name of Jesus. And we decree and declare, let there be a free flow that the power of your word will be evident in our lives. In Jesus' blessed and mighty name, anyone that is sick amongst us or sick online, we rebuke that sickness in Jesus' name and we decree and declare healing by the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus' blessed and mighty name, let somebody shout me a believing amen come on put your hands together and take your seats in heavenly places hallelujah can you put those hands together for the lord jesus christ Oh, I just said you should put your hands together for the Lord. Amen. It's important we learn how to celebrate the Lord. Amen. It's so important. Can you do it one more time? Celebrating the Lord. All the testimonies that we heard. It is the doing of the Lord. The fact that we are alive. It is the doing of the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. All right, take your seat in heavenly places and let's buy into the word. And um, remember that a week from today, we are starting our Kingdom Advancement Conference. 
of course, of course, it also marks our third anniversary. Hallelujah. And so we want to celebrate it in grand style. We have all the mighty men that are coming. My bishop is coming all the way from Africa. Very anointed and empowered man of God. Very, very anointed by the power of the Holy Spirit. We have our superintendent, a very ardent man of God, you know, very detailed in the things of God. Uh, one day Paul said that we have fought the beast of Ephesus. Now, anybody that did ministry after Paul was doing it because Paul was able to fight the beast of Ephesus. There are some people that have already gone ahead and fought for the land. And then as we come, we come to continue and others will come to continue. Our superintendent is one man like that. Pastor David Asante is one man like that. And it's going to be very powerful from next week, Wednesday, a week today. Wednesday, 7 p.m. Thursday, 7 p.m. Friday, 7 p.m. And the Saturday will be a worship night. And that will be from 6 to 9. 6 p.m. to 9. Right? Worship night with um, Davidic dances, with um, drama. It's going to be beautiful. Not talking about people being dramatic, but drama, real drama as in drama. Hallelujah. Sketches here and there. It's going to be so powerful. So I want you to come, come with everybody around you. You know, it is once in a year. So let it be so very important. Take some off from your workplace. You know, when we put premium on the things of God, he delivers into our hands whatever we need. Many times, you know, Bible says that it is the Father's pleasure to give you the kingdom. So it is the Father's pleasure. But sometimes we don't put ourselves, we don't position ourselves right to receive it. You see? So within next week, from Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, sacrifice. It will not even be sacrifice against you. It is sacrifice for your good and for my good. You know, when mighty men of God are gathered under one, in one convocation, there is a certain dimension of power that God exhumes. So I want you to be part and parcel of it. Amen. I will be part of it anyway. I don't know about you, but I know that I'll be part of it. Yeah. I'm only saying this to encourage you because I don't want to be a partaker of the blessing and you not be. You see, so please make yourselves available. And then also, of course, this Friday is our night of supernatural encounter. He touched me. I am already poised, waiting for the Lord to touch me. Like I always say, I'm only privileged to be the leader, but whenever I appear here, I appear as a child ready to receive from the Lord. You see, so I want you to come in that perspective and you will never leave the same. Praise the name of Jesus. Of such belongs the kingdom of God. That is the title or the theme of my message from the Lord tonight unto us. Of such belongs the kingdom of God. So if you are taking note, grab your pen and your book and then be ready to zoom with me. Of such belongs. From Sunday, I told you that we'll be doing a bit of the kingdom of God because we need to understand what this kingdom of God is and then we will know where we are just for refresher course because I'm continuing. On Sunday, we spoke about the fact that you know, the kingdom of God is here. And we spoke about the fact that when God created it, everything, everything that God created, he created its habitat, its place of abode. Praise the name of Jesus. 
before the Lord created the, the Lord didn't create fishes before he created he created the water bodies. He created the water bodies before he created the fishes. He created the the sky before he created the beds. He created the earth before he created the trees and the plants and everything inside the earth. So anything that God created, he first of all created its habitat, its place of abode, its environment before he created that thing. Now before God created man, he created the garden called the Garden of Eden. John Genesis chapter 2 verse 8. And the Lord God planted a garden eastward and it was called Eden. And then there he planted, he put the man whom he had formed. So before God created man, he had created a place of habitat called the Garden of Eden. Now, and I told you that redemption is just a reversal to how it was in the beginning. Now, there was a pattern that God wanted um, his creation to be in. And then sin circumvented that pattern. I want you to keep focus on me. Don't be distracted by anything. Now, sin diverted the course. So this was the course that God had intended. And then somewhere, somehow, when sin came in, when the enemy came in with sin, it diverted it. So it offsetted it. Now, when we talk about redemption, redemption is realigning everything that God had made with the pattern that he wanted it to make. Praise the name of Jesus. So redemption is repackaging man into the original format, into how God wanted it to be, how God wanted man to be. So it means that God is restoring us back to the original. But the Garden of Eden, one day, uh, uh, one day I preached about that garden here about two years ago or so. But one day I will revisit it again. Now, so... In the kingdom, I mean, in redemption, what God did was that God prepared a kingdom. And that kingdom is called the kingdom of God. So the redeemed is not just walking about. The redeemed is a citizen of the kingdom. So just as the garden of Eden was to Adam and Eve, so is the kingdom of God to the believer. Praise the name of Jesus. So you, let's read in the book of Revelation chapter 5, verse number 9 and 10. In Revelation chapter 5, verse 9 and 10. Bible says, very powerful scripture. And they sang a new song. They said, you are ready to receive the book and to open the seals thereof. For you were slain. You have redeemed us. Look at that. By, you have redeemed us to God. You see, we have been redeemed by the death of Jesus to God. And from every kindred, from every tongue, from every people, from every nation. Look at that. And has made unto us our God. Give, can you give it to me in the NLT verse 10? Because he used that word. Can, look at the NLT. And you have caused them to become God's kingdom. So when, when anybody is redeemed, you are not just redeemed walking around. That is why the Bible said that yeah, though we are in the world, we are not of the world. We are pilgrims and we are strangers. Why? Because our citizenship is not of this earth. When you became born again, when I became born again, we were translated and we were, we were fixed in the garden called the kingdom of God. Adam was fixed in the garden called the garden of Eden. Man who is redeemed is fixed or fitted into the garden, quote unquote, called the kingdom of God. So when you are born again, you belong to a kingdom called the kingdom of God. Praise the name of Jesus. Is somebody with me? And then we said that 
there are components. It has components. We got to understand what are the components, what are the ingredients, what are the components of the kingdom of God. So we gave a couple of them. We said it is a place. It is a place. Of course, it is where we operate from, right? It is, it is the place where we source our strength to operate in our full capacity. The kingdom of God is a place where we source our strength. And I brought this. Now, you remember this leaf about two weeks ago, right? I brought a certain plant, a part of the tree outside there here. And then I, I decided that LP Shana kept one. And I also decided that I'll keep one. You see? When and today I told LP Agnes to get me a new one. Now, when you look at this one and that one, they are the same from the same tree. But this one, you see, you see the way it is crunchy? Yeah, it is wasted. Why is it wasted? Because it was plucked from the source. Please, do you understand? Now, every, the same, um, what do we call it? The same leaf that I have crunched like this, it has its siblings on the tree. Do you understand it? And they are very fresh. Why? Because they are connected to the tree. Now, this one is a new one that was detached from the tree. It was taken out of the kingdom of the tree. Do you, are you getting what I'm talking to you? I, I need you to understand it very practically. When that, so, it is the, the kingdom of God to the believer is where we source our energy from. This one doesn't have any more energy. It will be living on the energy that it has for only a limited time. By next week, by next two weeks, it will, this, this, the, the destiny and the future of this will be like the one that I've crashed and given to LP. So the, the Lord placed us in the kingdom. That is why when you come out of the kingdom, you are good for nothing. When I come out of the kingdom, I am good for nothing. John chapter 15 and verse number 5, 6, 7. In fact, from verse number 4 all the way to 7. But in verse number 5, look at what the Bible said. John chapter 15. I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abide in me and I in him. So if you abide in the kingdom, if we understand that this kingdom called the kingdom of God is where we source our energy, where we source our recovery, where we source our strength from, ladies and gentlemen, it doesn't matter how the wind comes, it doesn't matter the snow, it doesn't matter the sunshine, you will still be flourishing. Do you know, Desiree, do you know that the sunshine causes the leaf to flourish? It may be very hot, but it will cause it to flourish. So sometimes, when you are connected to the vine, to the main tree, it may be like the pressure is too much, but it is making you to progress. When I took, when I took that leaf to my office, I placed it in a very comfortable place. I'm pretty sure it was enjoying. It was like, you know, None of my siblings has enjoyed air conditioning. But I didn't know that it was meant for nothing. Do you understand? I can imagine that probably the branches that were connected to the tree will be going like, why have we been left here all our life? All that we need to do. No, we are every day. We are at the mercy of the, uh, the, the sunshine. We are at the mercy of the rain. But they don't know that that is what is their source. Is somebody understanding it? Yeah. So the sunshine, the rain, 
their wind, their turbulence, people watching and mocking them, they are the things that make their sustenance. Sometimes the things you go through are the things that actually preserve you. Yeah. There are, there are, there, there, the other day I was telling you, Mama Fetina, there are certain places if I go to right now, eh, there are certain conditions I can go through, I can run under some shrubs. I will not even have a skin scratch. But there are some people too, if they even, if a certain plant passed through their body, they will have reaction. Because the things this body has gone through, my goodness. <laughs> do, you, do you understand what I'm talking about? So sometimes the things you go through, it makes you resistant. It makes you resistant. And it makes you profitable. And it makes you recover with it doesn't matter how much you are punched, you recover. Yeah. I have never gone into the boxing ring to even practice before. If they give me one punch, I will knock out. But the same punch, they will give to somebody who will be standing. Why? The difference between the two of us is that the other person has received a lot of punches and is ready for whatever. You will not check out in Jesus' name. The devil will not check you out in Jesus' name. So the kingdom of God, it, listen, if there is a message, believe you me, brothers and sisters, if there is a message that personally the Lord gave to me when he called me into ministry, it is the revelation of the kingdom of God. Yeah. Because when you understand what this kingdom of God is, you are on top. It is your identity. So we studied about the components of the kingdom of God and we said that, the, 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 we, we said that it is a kingdom or it is a place of all provisions, all provisions, all provisions has been made available. Healing has been made available. Joy has been made available. Overflow has been made available. A kingdom that Bible said that when you seek it, wait, Matthew 6, 33. Brother Raymond, look at that. A kingdom that Bible said that when you seek it, all things shall be, ah, Take time and understand that scripture. Take time. A kingdom. That Bible says that when you seek it, all things shall be... Why will you not seek it? You, you are looking for all things. And the Bible says that seek ye first this kingdom. Understand it. And then live by it and in it and with it. And then all the things that you are looking for. You will not need to look for them. It will be added. Because life is a product of entrustment. Life is not a product of, you know, acquisition. It is an entrustment. You read the book of Luke. Luke chapter 12 and verse number... No, Luke chapter 16 and verse number 10 and 12. Life is a product of entrustment. So you do what will let you be entrusted with what you are looking for. He said, he that is faithful in little is faithful also in much. He that is unjust or unfaithful in little is also unjust or unfaithful in much. And then verse number 12. Look at verse number 12. If you have not been faithful in that which is another man's, who shall give you your own? So in life, even the thing that you must have as your own, it must be given to you. And Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6 verse 33, Seek ye first the kingdom. The kingdom. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things that the world is looking for will be added unto you. Oh! So it is a kingdom of all things made available. 
We also said say that it is a kingdom of power. It's a kingdom of power. Why is it a kingdom of power? Because it is by power that we will be able to assume the, the purpose why God created us. Genesis 1, 26 to 28. And the Lord said, let us create man. It is a kingdom of power. Let us create man. Let them have dominion. Take charge. You can't take charge without empowerment. Let them have, be our likeness. Let them have dominion. So it is a kingdom of power. It is a kingdom of dominion. When you are in the kingdom of God, don't think that you are at the mercy of witches and wizards. Yeah. Don't think that you are at the mercy of sicknesses and diseases. They will come, but they got to check out. Because light is forever until tomorrow. Light is forever powerful than darkness. We are not saying that there will not be darkness. But when there is darkness and light shows up, darkness must quench. Yeah, the superiority of light over darkness is undeniable. It's unquestionable. Darkness may be there. That is why Bible said that weeping may endure. But for a night, but joy will come in the morning. It means, now look at that. Why does joy come in the morning? Because morning comes with light. The moment the light shines, every darkness must run for cover. Sometimes if you appear at a ghetto or at a place where there are roaches and rats and all that, they will, in the middle of the night, you see them grow, 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 grow. When you switch on the light, grow, 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 they are running. Because the superiority of light is unquestionable. And from today in the name of Jesus, when you appear, you are the light of the world. Bible said that weeping may endure for a night. Joy cometh in the morning. And in the book of Matthew chapter 5 verse 13 and 14, he said that you are the light of the world. When you appear, darkness must run. When you appear, darkness must run. It is a kingdom of power. Say it is a kingdom of power. But if the devil will get you to think that, you know, you are so powerless, you are so whatever. You are, I told you in this house that the enemy of the believer is not Satan. Satan is under our feet. He's not our enemy. The enemy of the believer is his flesh. So what, does, what the enemy will do is that the enemy will appeal to this flesh. To use it against you. Because do you know why he has been placed? Ephesians chapter 1 verse 20 to 23 that is where he has been placed when you became born again and you are translated into the kingdom of God he puts you in heavenly places the kingdom of God is called heavenly places which he did when he raised up Christ from the dead and seated him in his, on his right hand in heavenly places look at verse number 21 22 where is heavenly places far above Do you understand far above? He didn't say above. Far. Far above. That is the kingdom you are in. It is far. Somebody say far. Above. You know, the two, the, the two words is like tautology. You know, far itself is something above. So by the time, it is like the Lord saying exceedingly abundant. I love God. <laughs> There are some words he used. He wants you to know that no matter what you think, it is irrecoverable. Far above. 
Ay, 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 Look at that. That is where you are. You see, far above principality, power, might, dominion, every yeah. Please, can we all read this verse? Ready, go. Far above principality, power, might, dominion. Now, and what? Every name, that is what? So, in case there is a certain demon hidden who you don't know, once that demon has a name, it is in the category. In case that demon is yet to be born, maybe the, that demon's father is now looking for his mother to marry. He said, it, not only in this world, look at, the, look at where you are seated, look at the power in the kingdom of God. He said, not only in this world, not only in your world, not only in your time, but also in the world which is to come. So the power that God has given, listen, that is why you can bless generationally. That is why you can bless your children. They will be blessed even if Jesus tarries. 100 years when you are not here, that blessing will still be working. Why? Because the authority of the kingdom of God, which you are in, is not only in this world, but in the world with to come, where you will not be there. One day, Jacob called his sons. We all know the story. He said, come and let me tell you what will befall you. And then he told something to Reuben. That thing worked generationally. Over 400 years. In fact, almost 480 years. Moses now came in. And the thing was still working. Because the kingdom that you find yourself in. Whatever you do. It doesn't only affect today. It affects the world to come. Say in the name of Jesus. Oh, are you tired? Say in the name of Jesus. My generation. The generations after me. They shall be blessed because I come from a kingdom that is loaded with power. Matthew chapter 10 verse 1. In Matthew chapter 10 verse 1, Bible said that he called his 12 disciples and gave them power against unclean. I'm going to show you something here. He said, when he had called unto him, his 12 disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirit. This was before Jesus died, it was before the Holy Ghost came. It was in the era of the Spirit upon. It was not in the era of the Spirit upon and the Spirit within. And Jesus said something when they came to ask him, when the, 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 uh, 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 the disciples of John, John sent them to come and ask him if he's the Messiah. And then he had given them the response and then they had gone. And he said, amongst all that is born of women, there is none as great as John the Baptist. Nevertheless, the one that is in this kingdom, the least in this kingdom is more powerful than John the Baptist. <laughs> Come on, somebody laugh. Laugh at the enemy. Laugh at the situation. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? So it is a kingdom of power. Without power, we can't even save others. It is with power that we save others. You remember what Jesus said? He said, nobody goes into a strong man's house and take his possession, except he first of all, bind that strong man. And then he does what? Now he will spoil his goods. Without power, 
our families will continue to be in the captivity of the enemy. Praise the name of Jesus. I see power coming in Jesus' name. The third thing that we said was that, you know, when I went home, I realized that there were many things that the Lord was now ministering to me. That's why I'm just refreshing it. Now, the third thing that we saw is that it is, it is, it is, it is a place of freedom. Freedom. And it is freedom in power. Why do I say it is freedom in power? Look at Romans chapter 14 verse 17. Ah, I was reading it again. The thing was sweetening me. And I said, this one is so sweet. It's sweeter than whatever. I don't know your favorite food. But look at that. For the kingdom of God, man, is not in meat and drink. Chantel, look at that. But righteousness. So there is freedom in righteousness. Freedom in peace. Freedom in joy. In Come on, in. And the Holy Ghost is the custodian of power. So, you see, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, the reason why you have freedom in righteousness, freedom in peace, freedom in joy, is not because there is an absence of trouble, but there is a presence of superior power. Do you, do you understand it? Not that the, the, the trouble is not there. The trouble is there. It is like, a pain and painkiller. The pain will be there, but the painkiller will kill it. Is that right? Uh-huh. So, that, not that there will not be trouble, but when the trouble peradventure shows up, there is too much power. That is why he didn't say for the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. But he said righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. In the, it means that anything that comes to challenge any of these things. ay 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 I see the Lord doing somebody some good in Jesus' name. And then finally we said, it is a place of preparation for eternity. Right? You remember? It is a place of preparation for eternity. So the kingdom of God is a preparation for the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. The Lord uses the kingdom of God, his solution center amongst men to prepare us for where we are going. Yeah. So, all these and many others combine to make the kingdom of God. This is what makes the kingdom of God a solution center of God amongst humanity. Praise the name of Jesus. So, in the kingdom of God, now when somebody become, enters into the kingdom of God, understand that you become a carrier of solutions for life. Please write it, I beg you. Even if you are not writing notes, find a place and write this one. Because I need it to stay in your heart. That being in the kingdom of God makes you a solution carrier or a solution bearer for the world. Otherwise, Romans 8, 19 is not effective. What is Romans 8, 19? Germany. For the earnest expectation of the creature waits for the manifestation of the sons of God. We are the solution. We are the solution. I don't even have money. How can I be the solution? The solution is not with money. The solution is with power. Yeah. That is why they would do anything to acquire power. Jesus told them. He said, listen. Greater things than the things that I have done. Randy, will you do? 
However, before you step out, wait for power. Hallelujah. Look at that. For the endless expectation of the creature waits for the manifestation of the sons of God. So everything that you see around, don't, never complain when you see things are going wrong. They are waiting for you. Meanwhile, you are also complaining. But they are saying that we are waiting for you. You keep on complaining. This, that, that, that. The, the system is bad. They are doing this. They say, we are waiting for you. You are the key. You are the solution we are waiting for. You are the solution. The Lord told them, Jesus told them, like he told me, Matthew chapter 10, verse 6, 7, and 8. He said, don't go to um, the Gentile. Go to the Lordship of Israel. Now, and when, but go rather to the Lordship of the house of Israel. And then the next verse, he said, when you go, preach. Tell them. Tell them that the solution center of God, the kingdom of heaven is here. It is at hand. It is at hand means that it is here. And then, when they ask, because the, 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 the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God is the solution center of God amongst men. So when you go and you tell them that solution is here, you don't need to go through this trouble. And they ask you, where is the solution? Then the answer is in the next verse. He said, the solution is in you. Manifest it. Express it. Show them. So he said that the moment the sick ask you, maybe you go to see a sick person. And then of course you tell the sick person that, don't worry, there is solution here. And the person asks you, where is the solution? Doctors have already diagnosed me. They have already given me this verdict. He said that manifested because you are the solution bearer. If you are a kingdom citizen, Dahlia, you are a solution bearer. Would you look straight into the eyes of somebody? Say it, let, the, let it enter into the person. Say you. You are a solution bearer for the problems of the world. Don't complain. Solve the problems. Come on, give a clap. Did, did you believe it? Yeah. You are a solution. It may not be overnight, but it, you arrive there. It may not be overnight. Sometimes there are some medication they'll tell you, take it two, two, four a day. And take it for a period of, let's say, one week. So you take it one, one time, morning. Because I've taken two, two, four, day one. I must recover. No, it is a period of time. That is why sometimes, some things take some time. But if you don't give up. That is why he said, do not be weary. Don't be weary. Tell somebody, don't be weary. For, and then tell the person, in due season. Can you give it to me? Galatians chapter 6. Look at Galatians chapter 6 and verse 9. And verse 9. As we therefore have opportunity, let us not be weary. Not let us not be weary. Don't be weary. Don't give up. Don't throw in the towel for in due season. We shall reap the harvest if we faint not. You see, so the problem, Lillian, is that many people faint. And that is why Proverbs chapter 24 verse 10 says that if you faint, in the day of adversity, your strength is small. You have disappointed generations. Hallelujah. Fail in the day of adversity. There are many people waiting behind the door for you to open it. He said, no, no, I'm tired. Even if you are tired, Randy, for the sake of those that are waiting to enter after you, please push a little more. Because he has given you what it takes. And everything that you need is embedded in the kingdom of God. In the kingdom of God. This is what God meant when he said that 
till you return to the ground. He said that, <laughs> he said that, that the earth will bring forth testers and tongues. Genesis 3.19. He said, he began to say what is going to happen to the earth. He said, until you return to the ground. Until you enter back into the kingdom that was original. Yeah, 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 yeah. He said, listen. He said, the earth will continue to bring forth thistles and thorns. You will sweat upon the earth. Until you return to the earth. He was saying that until you return to the original pattern that I had made. Which only redemption can give us. So when you come into redemption, you have returned to the originality, the original pattern. And now you must be able to profess solution where there is no solution. So quickly, how do I access the kingdom of God? How do I access the kingdom of God? You see, how do I access the kingdom of God? Please understand and you can write this. It's very important to me. Shade, that we don't work for the kingdom of God. W-O-R-K. W-O-R-K. We do not work for it. We receive it. Yeah. We receive the kingdom of God. How do I access it? Please understand that we access the kingdom of God. Okay? We receive it. We access it by receiving it. We don't work for it. Look at Mark chapter 10. Verse 15. Mark 10, 15. He says that, Verily I say unto you, yeah. Today I was so happy. When I was doing my study, the Lord was popping up all this. He said, Verily I say to you, Whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God. So we don't work for the kingdom of God. We receive it. Brana, do you hear me? We receive it. The kingdom must be received. We receive the kingdom. Why do we receive the kingdom? Because it is the father's desire to give it to you. When you read Luke 12, 32, he said, it is the father's pleasure to give you. Look at it. Fear not, little flock. For it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Father, I want to give it to you. So how do I access it? We receive it. So the issue is that many people are not receiving it. Do you get it? And that is what I'm going to talk about. I'm going to explain to you how to receive the kingdom. Because here is Randy. Very, very thirsty. Now I come to Randy. I said, Randy, you are thirsty. He said, yes, very thirsty. I said, receive. This is a bottle of water received. No, don't receive. Now you see, you are thirsty. Are you thirsty? Yes. Okay, get it. You are not receiving it. Do you, do you, do you understand it? We need the solution to also become the solution. Now, the solution is, the, is in the kingdom. The Lord said, receive the kingdom. He said, I will not receive it. You see? Hallelujah. So, how do we receive the kingdom? And Sunday, I told you the first point. The first point is repent. Mark 1.15. Mark 1.15. The first point in receiving the kingdom is repent. Repent means change your mind. It means think differently. It means reconsider from another perspective. And that is the perspective of God. So to repent, saying the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe it. So repent means change our mind. We must change our mind. 
When we change our mind, three things happen. You can write it. I didn't give this on Sunday. But as I was doing some more study today, the Lord gave it to me. Three things happen when we repent. When we change our mind. You change your mind about the way you do things. You change your mind about the way you see things. You change your mind about the way you see yourself. Many people see the, themselves in the, in the image of their past. One day somebody was celebrating her birthday. I said, I'm going to, and I chanced upon a certain picture. Somebody's a certain picture. An old time picture. Where she was standing with some very thin legs. And with two pumpy joe. And has done this. I said, sister, I'm going to use this to celebrate you. He said, I beg you in the name of the Lord Jesus. I said, but are you not the one inside the picture? She said, yes. I said, if you are the one inside the picture, I want to use it to celebrate you. Why was she begging? Because it was not giving a fair representation of her current status. When you became born again, Bible says in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 16, 2 Corinthians 5, 16, Henceforth know we no man after the flesh. For if anybody be in Christ, verse 17, he is a new creation. The old is gone. Here you are still looking at yourself from the lens of your past. You see? So you need to repent. You need to change your mind about who you are. Sometimes when we talk about repentance, people think it is only about sin. No, it is one. But you need to change your mind about who you are. Who do you see yourself in the light of the scriptures? And the reason why people can't repent about themselves is because they don't even know who they are. God gave Jacob a name, Israel, in Genesis chapter 32. The man couldn't receive it. In Genesis chapter 35, the Lord came again and said, I said from today you are no more called Jacob. So what does that show you? It means that when the Lord told him that he was Israel, he still couldn't believe it. Sometimes the Lord tells us we are the righteousness of Christ. Say, no, 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 no. When I look at my past, no, 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 no. This righteousness, this righteousness business is too much. But that is what the Lord said you are. Repent. Change your mind about who you are, your identity. Tell yourself I'm the righteousness of Christ. Tell yourself I am the powerhouse of God. Upon the earth. By the grace of Jesus Christ. Through the Holy Spirit. Jesus knew this. Wherever Jesus went. I would say that they will want to kill him. He will walk through them. And Bible said that nobody will touch him. But they came to kill him. There was trouble. Everybody. We are talking about people that have done oceanology. Swimmingology. Physiology. They knew everything about the sea inside out. There are people who can even look at a shadow and say that it is a ghost on the sea. Yet, when it got to a point and then they were in turbulence, they started crying. Jesus, who had never gone swimming, Jesus was a carpenter. His trade was a carpenter. He was sleeping. Hallelujah. Is it not amazing? You see? Because, why? Because he knew that he could never sink in the sea. It, it doesn't matter the trouble. When you are one step away from shame, I said, when you are, you see, I don't say these things just to excite you. I say them because that is what the Lord has made. I said, when you are one step away from shame, the Lord will intervene in Jesus' name. 
have had several encounters where I got to a place. I said, hey, this one dear. Somebody say this one dear. Yeah. You see, and somewhere, somehow, the Lord will show up. The Lord will show up. I said the Lord will show up. Do you believe it? Because that is your identity. You see, sometimes when we say that, sometimes we say that receive your healing, then Charlie, the pain is even worse. Forget about this. Because you don't know who you are. That is why he said, change your mind. So repentance is not only stopping doing certain things. Repentance is seeing your, change your, that is the meaning of repentance. Change your mind. Change your mind. Change your mind about who you are. Change your mind about your past. Don't think that your past is still you. No. The devil will always tell you about your past. Tell the devil about his future. If he keeps on reminding you about your past, fine. Tell him, I'm happy that it is in my past. But you know your future. Tell him. When you tell the devil his future, he'll run away from you. Praise the name of Jesus. So repentance brings, number one, repentance brings remission of sins. Until you repent, your sins cannot be forgiven. When you repent, then your sins are forgiven. Luke 24, 47. Luke 24, 47. He said, preaching and, they, and that repentance and remission of sins. There cannot be remission of sins. There cannot be, Lord, forgive me my sins without first of all repenting, changing your mind about who you are and about how to see things. If you regret, you keep doing things. Because regret is an emotional expression of sadness. Okay? <laughs> Please go and listen to the podcast and get all the notes if you miss some. Regret is an emotional expression. So when you regret, you express your emotions, you know, outwardly. But repentance means that now you switch. Somebody say switch. Yeah. So you switch. They call something mood swings. <laughs> Somebody can be happy, 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 happy. The next moment, I say, hey. You go like, hey. What happened? Somebody say a mood switch. Uh-huh. When you switch the light on and off, it changes the atmosphere. When you repent by switching your mind, you change the atmosphere. So it's like all of a sudden, the devil sees you and he says, what, what, what happened to this man? What happened? He has repented. It means that you tell yourself, this thing, no more, no more, no more. Somebody say no more. Say, but Lord, help me for no more. <laughs> Is it a powerful prayer? Repentance and remission of sin. So, should be preached in his name among all nations. All nations. Beginning from Jerusalem. Beginning from you. So preach it to yourself. Tell yourself that, listen, as I have repented, my sins have been forgiven. Don't let the devil use 17 years ago issue against you. 12 years, 3 years ago. Okay, last year. Okay, last month. Okay, last week. Okay, yesterday. Okay, this morning. Come on, somebody celebrate. Don't let the devil use anything against you. What does the Bible say in Romans chapter 8 verse 1? Now therefore, there is what? Uh-huh, to who? Who are? But, so you see, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit, that is where the repentance comes in. 
It's like a change, a change. It's not like there is now therefore no condemnation and you are still walking in the flesh. No, that one there is condemnation. <laughs> but there is now that, look at it. When we read the scripture, let us interpret it well. There is therefore now no condemnation. To them which are in Christ, that is all that we want. We always want to maintain it there. See, as I'm in Christ, there is that, therefore no condemnation. But he said, to those who walk not after the flesh. So if you are walking after the flesh, it means that 50% of the message is not being fulfilled. We want the first one. There is not therefore no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. You know, I'm in Christ Jesus. I'm the righteousness of Christ. And then sometimes you are shaking and bumping like a tennis ball. But you are walking in the flesh. Say, Lord, have mercy. Oh, come on. Say, Lord, have mercy. But we are all, we all need the mercies of the Lord and the strength of the Lord. He said, but we walk in the spirit. Hey! One day Jesus came <laughs> and then he said, the prince of this world cometh. He has nothing in me. But if the prince of this world come and you are holding his scaly willy. <laughs> or you are holding his gyro. Satan came and you are holding his pajamas. <laughs> the way he will beat you. But the devil is a liar. Come on, somebody say the devil is a liar. <laughs> Amen. The prince of this world cometh, but he has nothing in me. The Lord will help us all. Come on, say I believe it. Can we pray? pray? I say, Lord, anything of the enemy that I am holding right now. I give it to him. Come on, give it to the devil. Give it to the devil. Give it to the devil. <laughs> because when the enemy comes, Raymond, he's looking for something from him that is in your pocket. Something from him that is around your neck like an albatross. Then you are running away. You see, the way, then you'll be running away. Meanwhile, you are supposed to chase him. But now he's pursuing you. Why is he pursuing you? He said, you said, he said, you don't worry. Just stand there and give me my shoe. Then you're also running with the shoe. Now he's pursuing you. Who walk not after the flesh? Hold somebody's hand. Say, who walk? Not after the flesh. But in the spirit. And say, I pray for you. You will walk in the spirit. And not after the flesh. Is it a powerful prayer? Then say a believing amen. The second thing that repentance does is that it brings recovery from bondage. Seven times a righteous man shall fall, he will rise. Rejoice not over me, my enemy. When I sit in darkness, the light of the Lord will rise upon me. It happens when we understand this thing called repentance. 2 Timothy chapter 2, 25 and 26. Is somebody getting something? Look at 2 Timothy chapter, chapter 2 and verse 25 and 26. In meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves. If God peradventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth and what will happen in verse 36 is that they may recover. So repentance brings recovery. Change of mind brings recovery. I'm preaching good baby. Change of mind. Repentance brings recovery. 
So if you are, oh, you, thank you, Holy Spirit. The Lord just told me something in my spirit. If you are losing something and you keep losing it, repent. You recover. Write it. It is a rhema word for somebody. I believe it is for me and for you. If you keep losing something consistently, there is a pattern of losing something. Repent. There will be recovery. Give me verse 25 and 26. This is so sweet. Verse 25 and 20. In meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves. You see, this is what I was talking about. Those that oppose themselves means those that the enemy is using them against themselves. So you are opposing yourself. Satan is not opposing you. Two things that can oppose the believer. Can I tell you for free? Can, can I say it for free? Pastor Solomon, today is your birthday for your sake. Two things that opposes the believer. Number one, his self and pride. Because when you are prideful, God himself resists you. He opposes you. Satan can't oppose you. Light, darkness. No. But with yourself, look at it. In meekness, he said in meekness, in love. Let us instruct them. You see, there are some people, people who will not receive instruction when you tell them that you are making a mistake. They are opposing themselves. But he says that in meekness, instruct those that oppose themselves. So that peradventure, God will give them a change of mind. Repentance. So that they will know the truth. And then what will happen? The things they keep losing. Verse, the next verse. That they may recover themselves. Out of the snare of the devil. Who has taken them captive at his will. So it can be a believer taken captive at the will of the devil. But repentance brings recovery. Say my finances. I'm recovering. If you don't pay tight, repent. Yeah, if you don't pay tight, repent. Yeah. Because if you keep going down, this thing keep going down the drain. You keep, listen, the devil will make sure that you, he will help you. He will tell you that, you know, wisdom demands that, wisdom demands that, you know, when the thing is not enough, you got to satisfy priority. Which one is the priority? He says, seek ye first. Seek ye first what? Come on, seek ye first what? And then what will happen? You can't trust God. That is why on Sunday I'll be talking about trusting God as a child. When you tell, when you tell Josiah that I'll buy an aeroplane for Josiah, he will go to school and then tell all his friends, my mommy is buying me an aeroplane. Meanwhile, maybe the mommy has never even sat in an aeroplane before. I'm not talking about my daughter. But I'm giving a scenario. They trust absolutely. Why can't you trust God absolutely? Why can't you trust God absolutely? You are applying the wisdom of the world and then diluting the power of God. Bible said that you make the word of God of none effect by your traditions. I don't know who I'm talking to. Yeah. Repentance. When we repent, we'll be taken out of the snare of the devil who has taken us captive at his will. Hey. So the devil can take some people captive at his will. He can just put his hand on your health, on your finances. Boom. He said that, I'll put my hand on there. At his will. At his will. Say, Lord, help me to be obedient. So repentance brings recovery. Believe God. Trust God. I am telling. Listen, me, when things go certain way, I know why they have gone certain way. I know it. 
I know, I know it. There is nothing that goes wrong in my life that I don't know why that thing went wrong. No. Yeah. Yeah. Because Bible says that before I was afflicted, I went astray. Can you find that scripture for me? I think it is in Psalm 60 something, Psalm 67 or Psalm 69. He said, before I went astray, I mean, before I was afflicted, before I was, it was a choice. So the devil had me at will. The devil takes some people captive at will. He can't take you as a person captive, but he can take something around you as a captive. Sometimes your joy, your peace, your health, your relationship, then he keep buffeting it. Before, look at that, Psalm 190 verse 67. Before I was afflicted, pray. Before I was afflicted, I did what? I went astray. But now, I have repented. Somebody say, but now. Come on, say, but now. You see it? So, recovery is but now. But now, I have repented. He said, but now, I have kept thy word. So, when you keep the word, when you repent, when you have a different perception, there is full recovery. I pray, let there be recovery in Jesus' name. Somebody's health is recovering. Ah, Bible said that it is the father's good pleasure, Zach, to give you the kingdom. It is his good pleasure. The kingdom is made up of all, everything. So when there are things that, that are not happening, ask, ask, ask. Before I start accusing witches and wizards, I ask myself, oh boy, have you been eating a fruit that the father said you shouldn't eat? Now your eyes are open. You are running when you are supposed to stand there and wait for the Lord. The Lord told Adam and Eve, wait for me here under the baobab tree. I'll meet you under the baobab tree. When he came, they were running on purple trees. <laughs> Adam, where are you? We heard you were coming. The baobab tree was not big enough, so we decided to find purple tree. He said, have you eaten what I said you should eat? So anytime, me, I'm te- I don't know about you, but me, anytime something goes bad, Sometimes I will just recline into a room. I say, Lord, okay, let me retract and see. Hey! Mm-hmm, this one. Then I go back. I say, Lord, before I was afflicted, I went away from this word. But now I have come back to it. As I married the word, please bring recovery. And the next moment, recovery, boom, 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 boom. There is recovery coming the way of somebody. Uh, am I talking to somebody who believes it? There is recovery coming the way of somebody. Jesus. And the third thing, I'll end here. The third thing, I wanted to talk about uh, um, uh, 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 receiving it as a child, but I'll, can I do that on Sunday? Yeah, because that one is too low, otherwise we will leave here 12 midnight. Now, the third thing that repentance does, you see, the third thing that repentance does is that it brings transformation. Hey. Repentance brings transformation. You know, sometimes, <laughs> after some time, when you see people, you go like, wow, sister, you are looking so beautiful. Aww, what is your success story? You know, after some 20 years, when you see some of your mates, they look at you, they say, man, oof, you've changed. Somebody say you've changed. Listen, there is a scripture that I want you to find for me. 
It is in the book of Genesis. I think Genesis chapter 50 or so. I'm not so sure. But Bible says that Joseph, remem- Joseph remembered his brethren. Joseph's, Joseph remembered his brethren. But they could not make him out. Joseph knew his... Uh-huh. The word is Joseph knew his brethren. But they could not make him out. Please find it for me. You see, when you repent, it brings transform. I am so surprised. Joseph had been out for um, um, 13 years. He was 17 when he left. They, they, they gave him out from his father's house. Now, he was 30 years old when he came before Pharaoh. How many years is that? 13. Now, 13 and then they added 7 years of dryness to 13. It becomes what? Oh, I don't know mathematicians here. <laughs> it becomes what? 20 years. Now, even if, if, listen, you have stayed with your brother or your sister for 17 years, even if you see them after 30 years, you'll be able to know your brother. Right? Now, after 20 years, Bible said that, when they came, give me from verse number 6, Genesis 42 from verse 6, and Joseph was the governor over the land. And he it was that sold to all the people of the land. Joseph's brethren came, bowed down themselves before him and their faces to the earth. Verse 7. And Joseph saw his brethren and he knew them. But he made, he made himself strange unto them and spoke roughly unto them. And he said unto them, Whence have you come? Are you not come from the land of Canaan to buy food and to spy? And Joseph knew his brethren, but they knew him not. Hey, when I read this scripture... I saw that repentance can bring you a transformation that even your own family people will not recognize you. Your own family people will not recognize you. The Lord can turn something around. They look at you. They said, no, no. This cannot be the, this cannot be the Solomon that we know. That will be your story. Because repentance brings transformation. Let me give you that scripture and then we end. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. Brethren, I beseech you by the mercies of Christ that you present yourselves a living sacrifice. You present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is what? Your reasonable service. And that verse number 2 says that do not be conformed to the standard of this world. You see, but be ye transformed by what? So say, and the renewal of the mind is what? Repentance. God bless you. You are good Bible students. The renewal of the mind is what? Repentance. So let us put, we can put repentance there. Let's read it like this. Do not be conformed to this world. Now to be conformed to this world means that, well, this is how we do things. So we would keep on doing it. You know, yeah. He said, don't keep on doing things when you know it is not working. It is wrong. Don't be conformed, Benedicta, to that standard. Don't be conformed. Don't be don't stick to it. Don't 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 be stagnated. Well, well, that is how my sisters have done it. That is how my brothers did it. That, but you are not your brother, you are not your sister. In fact, you are not even your mother. You are not even your mother's image. You are not her shadow. You are a new creature. Created in the righteousness of God. So he said that. 
He said that, do not be conformed to this world. It means that there is a world. And please, remember, he was not just talking about the cosmos. He was talking about your world. Don't be conformed to your world. It means don't stick to your world and say that this is how my father's house will do things. If you misbehave, we beat you. We marry you, you misbehave, we beat you. No! Say, what a shock. Sometimes people also say that. Me, everybody knows that I'm a by heart woman. Oh. My heart is not good. Everybody knows. Sister, stop saying those things. Your heart is good. Your heart was not good before. But wherefore henceforth know we no man after the flesh. For if anybody be in Christ. Let me end with this. When a woman is pregnant, the first trimester, the first three months, you will not see any physical change. Oh. But people that are connected to her will see changes. She will be nauseous, spitting rough, rough. Have some strange appetite. One day, a certain daughter of mine called me. He said, Papa, I said, yes. He said, I feel like eating powdered soap. I said, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I deploy the angels right now. Eating powdered soap. Because strange, strange, strange appetite. One day, another one of my daughter called me. He said, Papa, I feel like eating baking soda. I said, I'm calling your husband right now. Wherever he is, he must take the next flight and catch you. Be eating baking soda. Straight. You see, the first trimester. Now, the second trimester. Now, watch me. The second trimester, the body begins to change. Now, there are certain sitting positions. They will not be comfortable. There are even some lying positions. They will not be comfortable. When it gets to the second into the third trimester, you can't hide it. Do you understand? Now, they can't bend over and tie their shoelace. The reason why I've retired is some of these things. So, when you grow, I'll explain to you. Praise the name of Jesus. Amen. <laughs> I said, Lord, as for this cup, let it pass me by. Again, no way. Of course, I've given it to everybody that is in this house. Say me a believing amen. <laughs> now listen, how come, you see, how come you have had an encounter with the Lord and you are carrying this precious cargo and after some time, there is no change. Your sitting position is still the same. You see, you keep on saying that this is how we are. Meanwhile, you are now not a, an, a, a lone lady. You are now impregnated. And Babu said, yay. Babu said that he that is in you, the one that you are impregnated with, he is greater. It should change everything about you. Even your taste, your taste, the things you eat, it must change. You are born again, you are still drinking alcohol, smoking. Where is your taste? How come? How come certain things have not changed? No, then you are not carrying what you are supposed to be carrying. Because the thing that you are carrying will change your taste and change your appetite. It will change so many things about you. It will change the way you even talk about people. There are some people, everybody they see, they see evil in them. This person is bad. This person is this. This person is that. This, they, but they don't see them. You see, listen, let me help us here. When you start talking about somebody's weakness, eh, many times people who concentrate more on people's weaknesses.
do that to hide their weakness. Yeah. They do that to hide their weakness. When you meet people and everybody, they have problem with them. Their problem is unsurmountable. But they want you to see other people so that you will neglect this. Anybody that you see always, and this person is like that, and that person is like that. You, you saw his haircut, you saw her hair braid, you saw his shirt, you saw her lens, you saw her there. They have major worms in their closet which they are covering. Yeah. Jesus said, A faithful and a wise servant is the one who, when his master comes, he will see him doing what he has been told to do, not smiting his other fellow brethren. You are doing that thing that the Lord has given you, you are not doing it. Yet somebody is trying to sing a little, you are smiting her. Why is she singing with a certain hairstyle? She should cover her hair with duku. The covering, a scarf, a gilly. Yeah. Meanwhile, you are not doing even the little that the Lord wants you to do. A faithful and a wise servant. Do you see me condemn any man of God? Let them be in their lane, no. Jesus said, let all grow together. Even my own. I'm struggling to, 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 to plant. I'm struggling to sow. Lord, please help me. Because sometimes I want to sleep. Lord, it is difficult. Oh, the Lord said, my grace is sufficient for you. Now, am I now going to add somebody's burden? Hey, sister. You, have you finished carrying your own? Your head will remove. Because the bed, your own burden is too big. Brother, why? You see, so when you walk with the Lord, there are certain things that will change. That's what I'm talking about. When you repent, there are certain, it brings transformation. Can you go back there and let me wrap it up over there? Uh, 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 Romans chapter 12. And then give me the verse number 2. No? Now let me wrap up over there. Look at that. He said, but be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewal of your mind. So when your mind changes, your thinking pattern changes, when you repent, you are transformed. So look at that. He said, so that now you'll be able to prove what is good. Do you know that there are people who don't know even what is good? Everything goes. (laughs) I won't say it. I'll say it on Sunday. To prove what is good what is acceptable what is perfect and what transformation brings it to even know the will of god it comes by transformation the perfect acceptable good will of god comes by transformation as a result of repentance say lord i repent you know sometimes when people hear the word repentance they think it is judgmental. It is not judgmental. It means change your mind. If you don't get into the swimming pool, will you get drenched? Yeah. So when you change your mind, there are certain things you can't do them. When you are impregnated, there, you can't, there are certain things you can't do. That's the way. Please, with all apology to you and your husband, can you bend over and tie your lace? Woman of God, can you do that? You can't do that. Where will this thing here? No. It, it has changed your body's stature. How come you can't, you, 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 you say you are in the kingdom, but you can't be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Still thinking the same thing. You see? So what is, what did Paul tell us to think about? 
Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. He said, things that are finally, somebody say finally. Brethren, whatsoever things are what? Whatsoever things are what? Do you look at that? Whatsoever things are what? So you see, whatsoever things are honest. Be honest with yourself. That's what I was talking about last week. When you appear before the Lord, be honest with yourself before the Lord. Tell the Lord, Lord, my problem is gossiping. Be honest. See? Know your problem is gossiping. When we are talking about gossiping, then you say that, tell them, tell them. Preach to them. Then sometimes they'll say, you people have to sow a seed for what Papa is telling you. Meanwhile, you know that it is your, it is your, when you go, <laughs> listen, when you go to the hospital, Mama Darlene, when you, you are, you are being a nurse, very astute nurse. Now, when people used to come to the hospital, if somebody comes to the hospital and you and your doctor, you diagnose the person, you tell the person the person's sickness, does the person become angry and leave the hospital? Okay. Does the person begin to rain insults on you? Does the person becomes very, very uh, aggressive? Why did you tell me that I'm sick like this? What do they do? They become humble. And the first thing they, they go is like, so how would you help me? How can I be helped? How can they? It is only in the church when we diagnose people's problem, they say we are being judgmental. If I start talking about immorality, I start talking about smoking, I start talking about lying, and that church, the man of God is judgmental. I mean, what about you are doing it? We are trying to diagnose to tell you what it is, the cancerous cell, so that we will cut it for you. And take the tumor out. You said we are being judgmental. Meanwhile, when you go to the hospital and they tell you that you have migraine to kill you seven days. Oh my goodness. <laughs> How can you help me? You don't run away from the hospital. You wish that you stay in the hospital. If you don't do something, doc, I'm not leaving here. The doctor said that there is nothing we can do. Go and die. He said, I'm not going, you know, take me to hospice. You will do something. How come you come to the church? The word is diagnosing you. Because the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing through the asunder of the mind, the spirit, the soul, and the body. So when you come to church, the word of God begins to dissect you. The word is coming. When it comes and it cuts a place and then it is painful, know that, hey, there's a cancerous cell there. Mm. Man of God, the word has hit me. You don't go and say that I won't go to that church again. In fact, a good hospital is a hospital where when they go, they diagnose them. <laughs> Lillian, if somebody goes to hospital and the person, they say that, oh, nothing is wrong with you. <laughs> but the person knows that the person is sick. Goes to another hospital, nothing is wrong with you. Then go to a third hospital. They say, ah! A, B, C, D. He said, what, what would the person say about the third hospital? That, God bless you, first lady. She said, ha! That hospital, they will give them five star. It is a place when you go. It doesn't matter where you have gone and they didn't diagnose your sickness. When you appear there, they, I don't know the machines they use. But, whether it is Akobam, whatever, or whatever, but they will diagnose it. And then you'll be channeling people there. But people go to church. The word comes. It cuts where they are sick. Where there is an issue. 
They will say that preach about grace. How can we give you medicine without knowing the sickness? We will kill you. We give you grace without telling the truth. It will kill you. Grace. Will... Listen, I was in the restroom bathing. In fact, the bathroom bathing. And the Lord told me something. The Lord told me that I was still asking the Lord. This is just a couple of days ago. I said, Lord, teach me more about grace. And the Lord said, the difference between the world and believers is grace. And I said, okay, explain to me. And the Lord said, what grace does is that grace gives you the ability to stop doing what the world can't stop doing. Close your eyes and let's pray. I'm done. The Lord told me. Hi. He said, Grace gives my children to stop what the world cannot stop. Grace gives my children the ability, the capacity, the power to stop what the world cannot stop and to do what the world cannot do. That is the difference between Shane and you and an unbeliever lady just like you. It is grace. Grace is not license. Grace is ability. So what the world cannot stop, you can stop it. What the world cannot do, you can do it. How? Why? For Paul said, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 10, I believe, or 10, 15, one of the two. He said, yet not I, but the grace of God. Can, can we read it? Look at that. He said, give me from verse number 8. Verse 8 to 10. And last of all was seen also by me. He was talking about seeing Jesus. Now verse number 9 says that. And I am the least of the apostles. That I am not meet to be even called an apostle. Because I did many, 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 many bad things. However. Somebody say however. The next verse. Verse 10. However. The grace of God. I am what I am. And the grace which was given to me. Was not in vain. I labored more than they or Yet not I. So whatever I did. The difference between me Paul. And the, and the other Paul. Before he became in Christ. Is grace. Yet not I. Yet not I. But the grace of God which is with me. So the grace of God upon us gives us the ability to stop what the world cannot stop and to do what the world cannot do. It's my new definition of grace. I remember where I was, taking a shower. Close your eyes. I want us to pray. This thing called the kingdom of God. And on Sunday, I'll be talking about, I wanted to talk about it today, receiving the kingdom as a child. Yeah, I'll be talking about that on Sunday. Would you please pray for just a minute and say, Lord, help me to understand the mysteries of the kingdom. Please lift up your voice and pray. Lift up your voice and pray. The mysteries of the kingdom. Lord, help. Lord, help. Ask the Lord for grace. 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 Abounding grace, great grace, empowered grace, all the graces. Lift up your voice and pray. In the mighty name of Jesus. 
case you are here, you are online, you don't have a relationship with Jesus, I want you to pray this prayer with me. Say, dear Lord Jesus, with my heart, I believe you came to die to save us. With my mouth, I confess that Jesus is Lord. I am born again. Hallelujah. Give a clap unto the Lord if you pray that prayer. I'll see you on the prayer line at 3 a.m. If you brought an offering to the Lord. And please, as the program is pending, there's a lot of investment going on. I want you to please sow into it. LP Shana keeps saying it. And so I want you to lift a seed. We got men of God coming. Coming from out of the country. We'll stay, we'll eat, we'll do. And they are coming to be a blessing to us. Bible says that it is expedient that the husband man becomes the first partaker of the blessing. So I want you to lift up a special seed. As a communion, stewards are going about their communion. I want you to lift up a special seed for the Kingdom Advancement Conference. Believe God. Oh. Believe God. I'm telling you. God has been good. We've already secured your tickets, secured your accommodation, secured your food, everything. So we want to sow into it. Hallelujah. And how did we do it? By your kind giving, my kind giving. By your tithe and my tithe. Hallelujah. That we will be blessed through the program. So I want you to look on the board, all the giving portals. If you want to do by tightly, 833, text the word give. To the number 833-859-4117. If you want to write a check, write it in the name of Holy Hill Chapel. PayPal, look us out at holyhilltn at gmail.com. Cash up and Zell. Please, the number 720-645-6629. It is either for cash up or Zell. Please, would you lift up that seed? I will not call it an offering today. I want you to sow into the, the program that is coming. If the Lord lays something, somebody called me this afternoon. Say, man of God, I want to take care of their accommodation. I said, wow, yeah. They're going to stay for 10 days. Yeah. Said, I want to take care of their accommodation. We'll rent a car for them. They will eat. We will leave them to go well and happy. Not empty-handed. The devil is a liar. So please lift it up. Father, please bless our seed. We are sowing into the program. Those online and those in-house, we declare that our seed is blessed. In Jesus' blessed and mighty name. Please drop it with joy. Drop it with joy. We will not write, we will not do the revision in the exam hall. So it is not when they are here that I will say it. That is why we are giving now. Now when they are here, they are sitting here, he said, Hello, church. We have to sow into the men of God's life. So please, lift up. No. <laughs> Hallelujah. We don't even do that. God has blessed us. Amen. So please, sow bountifully. Sometimes we'll be there. People will send in their tithe when it is not even service day. The Lord bless each and every one of us. All right. Let's take our communion and then we are out of here. The bread is blessed. Jesus broke it. He said, it is my body. Father, we bless the bread. We receive it as the express body of Christ. Please break it. Let's eat the body together. Bless the cup. We receive it as the epitome of the blood of Jesus. Let's drink it together.
prayer line will be active 3 a.m. tomorrow morning. Classville Church will be meeting tomorrow and Friday night of supernatural encounter. There's a powerful testimony in the Classville Church. I will share it on Sunday. Very powerful. Yeah. Very powerful. Shall we be on our feet? Do, do I have any first timer? Mama Laura, you are welcome. First timer. All right, shall we be on our feet? The Lord took her through, said you should share her testimony, maybe on Friday or something. Yeah. Very powerful testimony. Very powerful. The Lord bless and keep us. Say amen. <laughs> the Lord empower and strengthen us. The Lord make his face shine upon us and give us his peace. Live from here with the confidence and assurance that Christ Jesus, you are more than conqueror and more than a conqueror. You will share your testimony and it shall be a mega testimony in Jesus' blessed and mighty name. Let's share the grace of God together. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. We shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Let's take our prophetic declaration and say it truthfully. With long life, full of prosperity and sound health, shall you satisfy me and my household. How many times? All the days of my life. Amen.